Hello, and welcome to the Creative Questers podcast. My name is Christina. And my name is Stavka. And today, we'll be talking about fan fiction. That's right. And I know next to nothing about fan fiction. And I, I know far too much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with what the heck is fan fiction, Stavka? I feel like I have to put a little disclaimer here because I feel like a lot of people have different experiences in fandom and with fan fiction in general. Oh, but... you're going to have to tell us what fandom is too. Yeah. So we'll start let's the start, start there. Let's start there. Let's start it to start. So fandoms in general are... Like a kingdom. Kind of. Like a kingdom of fans. It's not like a monarchy though. It's more like a weird confusing democracy with everyone yelling their opinions really loudly i think that's a good description of it fandom in short is basically the group of people who are fans of a certain thing and that can be a tv show a book a movie a comic book really anything a musician anything like that how is that different from fans it, it isn't really. Fandom just describes the fans and their fanish tendencies. So is fandom something <laughs> that's just specific to fan fiction? I know a lot of, I'm a fan of many bands, but I would never say that I was part of a fandom. Maybe it's also the interaction with other people that you kind of talk about it. Like even just sitting in a room with other people who, who are fans of the same thing that you are a fan of, you could say, oh, we're this fandom and this group. The, the name for the group of people. It's actually fun that considering how much I interact with fandoms and how much I, I actually have to do with it, that I struggle so much getting my head around this this terminology because I'm sure other people have said this better and explained this better. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I think a fandom is, to me at least, it's just a group of people who are fans of something and the collective around that. Okay. That satisfactory as an explanation for that term. Sure. Um, <laughs> so I know a lot of people who are fans of, when I hear fan, mm -hmm. I think of bands. Yeah. Would there be a fandom for a band? Did you already say this? Yeah, there, okay. there would be fandoms for bands. Okay. There will also be fan fiction for bands okay. and fan art, which might be the more accessible thing, I guess. A fan art always feels to me at least like it's more common because you see a lot of young fans like drawing their bands mm. and creating maybe stickers for it even or stuff like that. Like I drew pictures of David Bowie from Labyrinth. As the Goblin oh, King. That, oh my God. That is, you were part of a fandom then. And well, you I, created I fan art. I just, well, I created fan art. Oh, but you kept it for you, to yourself? I didn't know. I, I mean, where do people find fandoms? Like, how do you, do I you meet? Is there a secret wait, society? Wait, wait. Like secret room? Yes. Kind of. Do you need a password to get in? Absolutely. And there will be like a painting of a fat old lady that will quiz you on the password that will change every other hour. Oh. No, this is not how it works. <laughs> Do you still have that, that painting? No, of... I wish I did. No, I can, oh God. I can I'm see so it in sad. my head, but no, I don't know what happened Please to it. Please paint it's it gone. again. I need to find the labyrinth was great. I oh my it God. So much. It was great. This is already the kind of conversation I think that happens in fandoms a lot. You have to say, oh, it was great. And that was awesome. And what about that outfit with the. Uh... Which 
Well, his main outfit with his main his spandex pants. No, oh, you... the gray spandex pants. Well, well, it was the eighties, right? So he's David Bowie. It's it's fine. I guess it's, it's fine. Fine. By the way, I think also what's a huge part of fandom is also cosplay. And now I kind of want to look up. I've never checked if there's cosplay for the labyrinth, and there must be. Oh, I'm sure there is. Oh my god, those costumes. Oh, that must okay. be amazing. But to get back to what a fandom is. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> there must be like a group of people that mm-hmm. come together in a place online, I'm assuming. Oh, yes, where you'd meet uh, other fans. Mm-hmm. So Tumblr was, at least to me, that was one of the platforms that I browsed a lot. It's changed over the recent years. And I feel like there's a lot of other platforms out there now. now and there's specific fan fiction platforms and fan art platforms. Like there was something called DeviantArt, which oh, yes. I haven't used in ages. Have you used it? Have you been on DeviantArt? Oh, yeah, I used, I used to be on there. Like my brother and I were talking about it the other day. We used to follow all sorts of artists and yeah, upload yeah. photos, mm-hmm. different like graphics that we made in Photoshop. Instagram has become huge for people who create fan art too. It's obviously not so much a platform for um, written stuff, like not so much mm-hmm. for, for authors and fan fiction authors, but for fan art, even very popular artists will have a few fan art pieces in between their normal pieces. I really enjoy fan art because it's it's so cool to read something like with books specifically where you don't have um, a concrete image of someone mm. and you kind of imagine them in your head and then there's this artist drawing them and they might draw them in a way that you've imagined them or completely different mm-hmm. and it can be interesting this kind of conflict going on there and also how people will kind of agree on things there too like I'm always reminded of this podcast that I'm obsessed with that I've told you about many many times that is called Welcome to Night Vale I specifically know that the main character the main radio host uh, Cecil who um, narrates lots of the episodes he is described as neither tall nor small, neither um, big nor little. He's neither this nor that, neither this nor that. And still, there is this thought in fandom of how he looks. A lot of people have created him with bright hair and usually a purple shirt because that's kind of the color on the the cover art of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where that came from. Is there going to be a fandom about us? <laughs> Ooh, do i want to go there is this, is this are we talking about shipping too in this context because that's going to be complicated let's not go there yet but like well, shipping did you say shipping yes have you heard of shipping oh christina this is a whole different episode oh no <laughs> or maybe it's, let's let's wait wait, wait 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 let's backtrack a little um so this is what fandom is and this is where okay. fandom will interact and there's specifically also websites like uh, fanfiction.net or a big one is archive of our own and there's a lot of websites specifically for fanfiction too and there's also a lot of websites which have nothing to do with either of these originally but will have a lot of these pieces because that's kind of how people show their love for a show or a book or anything really. I even know fan fiction about uh, 
Leonardo da Vinci and artists from the distant past, which mm. uh, I stumbled over. And it was so lovely to hear people writing about him as a as a person, like and make him do things and have him mm. like uh, a love, uh, make him have like a lovely day. And it's just I don't know why it's just so, so calming. I read a book. There were multiple characters from like the impressionistic era, and like Van Gogh was mm-hmm. one of the characters in there. Mm-hmm. I never thought about it as being fan fiction. The question there is, where does fan fiction start? Isn't every rendition of a myth, like Circe, mm. oh, the book we really love? Yes, we love it so isn't much. Isn't that fan fiction for Greek mythology, in a way? I don't know. You tell me. You're the expert. There's a line there that's kind of muddy, and you can't really tell. It might be the combination of the fact that people will draw on material that's already there in like popular culture and like specific shows, and that they have a platform with the internet to share it uh, in a community of fans, in a fandom, and talk about it and interact with each other. And it might be just this combination of possibilities that modern times give uh, to us that creates this space in which we talk about fan fiction instead of saying oh this is just a new literary piece because I'm sure we can talk a lot about like very high literature pieces actually that reference mythology Mm -hmm. or reference another book or anything like that and in a way you could argue they are fan fiction people will look down on fan fiction for its apparent lack of originality and kind of this thought that it only repurposes what was already there Mm -hmm. but i've personally read fan fiction that in my humble opinion were so much better than the original fan fiction also transgresses a lot of boundaries that mainstream literature especially literature like focusing on that now cannot really overcome as easily because there's still the market could to consider and this thought what will sell and which books will make profit so are you saying that they can do that with fan fiction they can do things that would not be really done with high literature if you will because you don't really have any idea or inclination or belief i guess that this piece is going to go elsewhere it's just done purely for the love of the fandom In a way, yes. There's so many elements there that could be picked apart and discussed with this. But in a way, fan fiction is just done for the love of it. And because you want to share it with other people. And I'm sure there's a bit of, oh, I'd love to get some comments on these pieces and other people telling me that my writing is good. And there's some levels of that in there, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. But mostly you'll write fan fiction because you love something so much or actually you hate something so much that you need to change it that you're like this doesn't fly with me this is not the way this should have ended game of thrones should have never ended that way i was just thinking that of course and the only piece (laughs) of fan fiction i've ever written was about game of thrones oh yes i went to a party and there was an assignment to for everyone who went to the party you were supposed to take a character who survived and write a piece of fan fiction to imagine what their life might have been after the end of the series. I've wrote one about Drogon. It was so much fun. I remember this. It was great. It's a great piece. And it's so different (laughs) from anything else I've written. And I think uh, what I see as one of the huge appeals of writing fan fiction is that it gives you this framework 
within which you can write and you can just focus on yes. writing, focusing on the characters. You don't have to worry about building the universe. True. All the other fans in the fandom know already this history of the characters mm-hmm. of the universe. Mm-hmm. And so you have this freedom. Yes. It's this weird dichotomy of freedom and restriction because you aren't going to be writing. Yes. You know, just creating a new universe and creating a new uh, everything. You've got these this framework to work within. And there's something mm-hmm. freeing by having that already set up. Absolutely. You already have your, your sandbox to work mm-hmm. with. Fan fiction is, I think, a very easy, can I call it a genre? I'm not sure. But it's very easy genre to dip your toes into writing if you've mm-hmm. never done it before. Because there are so many elements that you don't have to consider. They're already a given in a way. So or at least that's how it was for me. It was fan fiction was how I started writing initially. That was the first thing I ever wrote was fan fiction. What, for what fandom? Oh God, I'm not sure. I'll, I even remember what it was. I was really into anime at that time. So it was probably an anime of some kind. And it was probably really bad because I was like 12. So I, I'm not sure I want to I wanna <laughs> look that up and see if I can find okay. it again. Well, what about... Um... What fandom or fandoms do you write in now? Too many. I've written for Game of Thrones, but only like small pieces. I write a lot of fanfiction for fandoms that I'll never publish. They're just for me, just because I didn't like the way a particular storyline ran its course or the way a particular character was treated or ended up. There was a show that I really liked a while ago that was called The 100. And I greatly disliked some things they did to the characters. So I have like 5,000 to 10,000 words just rewriting that particular plot line because I disliked it so much. But it's not its not even that it's good or finished. It might be very fragmentary and I kind of know what I wanted to do. But as you know, actually finishing stuff like this is hard work. So Yeah, that's another episode <laughs> yes. completely. So finishing things yeah. is hard. Yeah, absolutely. So so I'm picking up there's a shame involved with fan fiction and I think that anybody I talk to, I ask what they write and they don't really want to say if they write fan fiction, they don't really want to admit this and I think that's such a shame. As you mentioned, you've read some pieces of fan fiction you like better than the actual originals. So let's talk a little bit about why there's the shame attached to it. So we've talked about how fan fiction transgresses boundaries. And it can do a lot of things that mainstream media cannot do. Which means that if you have a particular thought about the world or something like how you would like to shape particular elements of a world or interactions or something you can do that in fan fiction whatever you would like and this is like the elephant in the room there is a lot of uh, smutty fan fiction there's a lot of okay. relationships just that never happen on screen that are like teased and especially especially gay and non-heteronormative relationships that will happen in mm-hmm. fan fiction i found a picture uh, when I was looking for artwork for the uh, website for mm-hmm. this episode, mm-hmm. I found a, a painting that someone had done that had all these different recognizable. There was like somebody from Doctor Who, there mm-hmm. was Batman, there oh, was yes. Catwoman, there was, um, and then like right in the center in the middle was Spock and uh, Captain Kirk. 
and one of them i think spock was pregnant and they were like hugging. oh okay yeah that's <laughs> and i was like hmm, yeah, this is interesting yeah. you can do that in fanfics and i think that people are like almost ashamed of just wanting to explore these these storylines and things and that might seem weird and people might be freaked out by certain elements of that this particularly would not be my kind of storyline like I wouldn't enjoy writing it or reading it but I know a lot of people do and in fact fiction that's possible and that's great and you can just do whatever and you will in this huge community of people find people who will enjoy the same thing that you do. To bring it back to this smuttiness and sexiness, in a way, it's a place where you can live out your your literary kinks, so to say. And that's where, <laughs> where the kind of the shame comes from a little bit, because you're always like, yes, I know, this is kind of, I like this kind of storyline. It might be weird and it might be a bit overly sexual or odd or something. And there are different routes to take here and different things that people can be ashamed of. But not all fan fiction is romance, smutty, sexual, but not is most all. of it. No, no. That is a very good question. I think because romance and love are such big topics. So I wouldn't say a lot of it is, of is like um, sexy necessarily, but a lot of it will have to do with relationship development. There's like a whole terminology that works within fan fiction. Like they will be tagged with a certain taglines that will tell you what the story is about there's like mainstreamy tags like the coffee shop au for your favorite pairing so spock and captain kirk in this universe alternative universe meet in a coffee shop as you know which is it's like a mainstream plot line almost from like popular media but it's taken into this universe and you basically just take the characters and put them in a completely different context the world of au's wow what's au an alternative universe Oh. And there'll be like coffee shop AUs or I don't know, modern day AUs or this horrible plot point never happened AU. <laughs> this person never died. I see. And no one dies and everyone lives happily ever after. As someone who writes stories, it's fun killing characters off unpopular opinion because it's just it's poetic and it's beautiful but as a reader i hate it with a passion if they kill off my favorite i will stop consuming that piece i just i have stopped reading novels and watching tv shows because people killed off my favorite characters did you read game of thrones yes to a certain point not to like there's a lot of death there there's a lot of death there my favorite survived. Tyrion? You know nothing. Jon Snow. <laughs> I Jon like Snow's him. your favorite. I like him. I like Jon Snow. I'm sorry. A lot of people okay. do. Like a lot of too. people do. I also yeah. like Daenerys to a certain point. Yeah. And then things get funky. <laughs> but that's mm. so... Mm -hmm. Do you have to know a lot about that fandom to be able to write about it or even read about it like yeah if i just picked up a piece of fandom that i i know of would i have to know the history so the, the easy answer is you can write fan fiction without ever having consumed the original like without knowing anything about it but 
as a writer, I would argue you should have some knowledge of the original. Like you can, you can totally sit down and be like, okay, listen, Game of Thrones was so big. It's like this mainstream phenomenon and there's almost this collective knowledge about this show without ever having watched it. So there are dragons and there's Jon Snow who apparently knows nothing and there's this mad uh, dragon queen and they could totally take that and write a new story and have a piece of fan fiction and post it. And it would probably be a lot of fun just seeing what people make out of it, just having those pieces. Personal preference. It's mm. kind of more fun if you're into a fandom. And because for me, at least, when I write fan fiction, it's because I like the world so much that I'd like to expand on it. I want to spend more time in this world. So I've already cons consumed everything there is in like the original with the original piece. And I want more. And that's when I turn to a fanfic. <laughs> okay. At least that's my approach. <laughs> so you said that uh, Tumblr is one of the oh, yes. big places. Or did you say fanfiction.net, I think. Net. Net. There's, different, uh, there's, different, there's different platforms, I think. There's even forums for specific fandoms. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So how does this work? Like, you just, you go there and you upload yes. your story. And you can read other people's stories and... Pretty much. That's how it works. That, that's, that's that's all it, it is. It's like, okay. And then you have this whole, like I said, you have this, this whole tagging system, especially on websites like fanfiction.org or like archive of, of our own, which is a big one, where you have like this whole um, tagging system that you, you tag like your characters naturally and your fandom. And there's crossover stories, which will connect to fandoms. And... And these tags will help people yes. find yes. the stuff that they're interested in yes. reading. Okay. And there's like so many fun elements you can play around with in fan fiction, like the crossover idea that you can connect two fandoms which have nothing in common. Maybe you'll sit there and think, oh, wouldn't it be fun if Sherlock Holmes met the doctor and a few years ago there was like Doctor Who was hugely popular and so was Sherlock the BBC version and mm -hmm. then there was Supernatural too and they kind of a lot of people cross over to these characters because it was just a time where a lot of people were into all three of these fandoms and then that's what happens which is so interesting with the dynamics of infection you write on your own and it's a solitary thing but then when you share it you start discussing it and you'll have your fans on there. So in each fandom, you're writing fan fiction and your fan fiction has fans within the fandom. Yes, absolutely. It will almost have like a collective um, thought behind it. There are these common ideas. Like an example, there is a video game I played and it has a character near the very end um, that is on screen for five seconds, maybe tops. He doesn't say anything. He, he's literally, we do not know what his character is like. We know nothing about him. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Yes. <laughs> but the fandom has decided that he's a cool character and we want to, to do stuff with him. And there's still people writing him differently, especially because this is such a, pl a blank slate type of character. There's like almost a bit of a common sense about his name. And a lot of people will refer to him by the same name, even though he doesn't ha technically have a name in the video game. Mm -hmm. And he will have the same kind of stern personality that the fandom decided he's, he's a stern character. And it's like, there are hints for this, 
but not really anything proper. And sometimes someone would be like, no, actually, I imagine this character completely different. And it will start this whole discussion in the comments even. And this is all just happening in forums. In for yeah, basically. I have on occasion in the past posted fan fiction. And I know there's like people writing in the same fandoms that I do, that I interact with. You know them by their nicknames only. So you're like, oh, this person has published a new piece. And you get like all excited because you like the way they write. And uh, they write the same uh, pairing or ship, which we still have to talk about that you do. Or maybe they just explore the same type of topics you really like to explore. Or there's this whole interaction level which happens for mainstream media too a lot of authors will will have their group of loyal fans who will interact with them a lot and who go to book signings so it's kind of the same type of dynamic that develops there on like a microcosmic level perhaps is it a welcoming community yes and no so yes because it is a pretty open-minded community and a lot of things are possible but then no because it's the internet and there's always trolls there's trolls of course so yeah and also people who are like my pairing is the one true pairing the otp which is another mm -hmm. one of these terms that we that we use <laughs> oh god and you're pairing shit and they'll be like character bashing even like if they hate a certain pairing they'll bash off the other romantic interest of their favorite character just so they can insert the character that they like a lot of dynamics. Fan fiction has been around for quite a while. It's not a new concept. It just exploded in numbers since we have these platforms and since the internet, basically. So the most popular form of fan fiction that I know when fan fiction really kind of came into my awareness was Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my God, yes. Fifty Shades of Grey, the famous Twilight fan fiction. Yes. So I read some of Twilight because one of my friends really liked it. I read all of it. I was a Twilight fangirl. I'll admit it openly. I was young and dumb okay. and didn't know any better. <laughs> well, I mean, she does an amazing job of capturing what it's like to be a very dramatic, very true, uh, true. confused teenage person. I really don't want to go back to that time. Personally, I'm glad I'm not that person no. anymore. And so I did not enjoy those books. I wonder, though. I feel like Twilight is, would be worth its own episode just because it's so complicated. And there's people ironically loving it these days. There's this whole community, this part of a fandom that's like aware of how bad it is, but they still love it. They love it despite that. It, it's complicated. Let's not go there. Side quest right. ended. Thank you for your attention. <laughs> um, so I also I read I don't know probably about maybe forty pages of Fifty Shades of Grey, and then I wanted to throw the book mm -hmm. across the room. Yes. Um, but what I read, I didn't really understand how it was based on Twilight. Yeah. So uh, this is now turning into an, an analysis of Fifty Shades of Grey, which also deserves its own episode. No, it doesn't. But I promise no, you it, it doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> All right. Um, so I read, I read the first book and I started the second. Couldn't finish it. Skipped to the end and read the end of the third book because I could not take it. So from what I've understood and from what I know, it's basically a very 
AU alternative universe in in which they meet when they're a bit older and like in these specific jobs and there's like some elements in there if we went into the book again and analyzed it like line per line and like looked at the words more closely you could probably still find Edward in there and you could find Bella in there mm. Because basically that's who the main characters are. She just changed their names. And then she changed a few elements in there too. Well, she also, there's no vampires. There's no vampires. There's no werewolves. Yeah, it's like, and that, that's kind of going back to the question we asked initially. When is a fan fiction still a fan fiction? And when isn't mm-hmm. original work? When is anything ever original? And that's... A whole other can of worms that we might not want okay. to go into here too deeply. But yeah. Was that book originally, though, I don't know any of the, the history. Do you know the history of of how it became, was it originally published on fanfiction.net or something like this? Yes. And it became so popular. I can't, I can't remember which website it was. But do you know of the Wayback Machine? This website. Yes. That, yeah. And it yes, will, so, so this site will allow you to look into the past of the internet basically and look at older versions of uh, current websites and things that are deleted now because in case you didn't know nothing ever gets properly deleted on the internet and mm-hmm. so yeah take care what you mind. put out there <laughs> yes so <laughs> oh um, my space oh god <laughs> The thing is, I think I even saw bits and pieces of the original fan fiction through the Wayback Machine ages okay. ago, years and years ago. I have to admit, um, Twilight was not a fandom that I was active in, mm-hmm. neither on the like reading fan fiction side nor on the writing fan fiction side. So I wasn't part of it, but I was aware of it to a certain degree. But Fifty Shades never crossed my path while it still was based on the internet. Okay. But do you feel like there's there are people who are writing fan fiction because of Fifty Shades of Grey? Ooh, that is a good question. Possibly. But then <laughs> if you were to write a fan fiction because of Fifty Shades, you might do it because you hated it so much and you're like, I need to fix mm-hmm. this. <laughs> so that mm-hmm. might be a lot like the thing that I feel with, with some storylines. And are there people that are writing fan fiction, maybe not about Fifty Shades of Grey, but who are writing fan fiction in the hopes and dreams that maybe their piece is going to be the next Fifty Shades of Grey for whatever fandom they're writing for? Considering the amount of people who write fan fiction, probably yes. And it's also writing practice, right? You can't just write and see what would work. It's like user testing on a huge scale, just trying out your tropes and figuring out which kind of characters work if you want to do it like that. Mm. Coming back to what I said, that there's fan fiction online that I liked more than the original pieces. And some of those were a use, much like Fifty Shades was originally. And they're quite far away from the original piece. I'm thinking about like three or four specific fan fictions that have 500,000 words, which is easily a handful of books because that's just how long they are. And people are dedicated. And those pieces, I think they could work. I would buy them. One fan fiction that I come back to, which I feel like it has cracked the one million word threshold, but I'm not entirely sure, but I'm, I'm fairly... 
I think it has. And there's like different installments of, of this particular storyline. So is it like just, just different episodes, if you will, or different chapters that are released? On Archive of Our Own, um, which is AO3 for short, you have this option to post like separate stories and then put them into a collection. So it will almost be like the Harry Potter collection. And then you have the different books in there. You can frame it that way and publish it that way. And I'm just thinking of this now. Do you know that Dickens, back in the day, he would publish his stories in like tiny little episodes because he got paid each week and they were published in a magazine? I don't know if this is true for A Christmas Carol, but a lot of his stories were originally published like this in like episodic structures. Mm. And he would write uh, so many, he would write such long passages because he got paid by the word. I read this somewhere and I'm not entirely sure if this is correct, but... Almost like a TV show, you get a new episode every week, which this episodic structure can be amazing to create tension. So one more thing that I think we need to talk about with fanfiction is the idea of pairings and shipping. Pairings are couples that you want to, like fictitious couples that you want to end up together. Mm -hmm. And the, the putting together of two such characters is shipping. So if I wanted to get started reading some fan fiction or writing some fan fiction is there like a rating system or something so that somebody can tell like what might be a good bet (laughs) to start reading or something so on it's it's different on every website you go on for uh fan fiction net i think they're called I think they do favorites and reviews. So you have like the you can favorite fan fictions you really like, and if a lot of people favorited it, it might be it's a good bet. Uh, if there's a lot of comments on it on AO3, it's uh, kudos and comments. So they will kind of tell you um, if a lot of other people liked it, which might not mean that you like it, but it's generally a good bet if a lot of people liked it. And yeah, so. Personally, when I open up a fanfiction and uh, it's just all formatted into one big block of text, I'll close out of that immediately. I'm not doing that, <laughs> but when that you... might be just me. So if you have like a block of text and no paragraphs, no, oh, yeah. it's just horrible. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's a no-no for me. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to write it, just do it. Just do it. Just go for it. Do it. Put it out there. It'll be self-explanatory if you yeah. go to these sites. And, yeah. Publish it um, or don't publish it. Just play around with it. Have mm-hmm. fun with it. That's like one of the main things of fan fiction, I think, mm-hmm. that you can have fun with it. Yeah. I think back to one of the points <laughs> that we talked about earlier, one of the big draws of fan fiction, I think, and the reason why I can see myself wanting to do something like this is mm-hmm. because it gives you this, this structure, this framework to work within, and you don't have to recreate everything from scratch. Yes. You can take something that the world already loves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can make your version of that Yeah, without having to work with all of those extraneous pieces. It's like instead of taking a shovel and like a bucket and building a sandcastle out of nothing with like just your ideas. You have some Lego pieces already there and you can kind of reassemble them however you like. Okay. That can be fun too. So yeah. Cool. 
Well, thanks for enlightening me. Absolutely. My pleasure. <laughs> it's been fun talking about it. Is mm. there anything else? Oh, so much. So much. This, I have to say this again. This is like my experience of it and my little corner of the internet, which is vast. And so many people partake in fandom and fanish things. Fan fiction is my little corner of this because I'm a writer. But a lot of people will be more drawn towards fan art or cosplay or all the other amazing creative pursuits that connect to mm. fanish things. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you, Stefka, for enlightening me and enlightening our listeners about what fan fiction is. And I hope that people who are interested in doing something like this can let this be a way to access their creativity and who knows where it could lead so that's our quest for today thank you for joining us on today's creative quest if you have some thoughts you want to add to our musings or just want to say hi feel free to get in touch with us you can reach us via instagram where we are called creative questers or simply send us an email at creativequesters@gmail.com. at gmail.com till we quest again <laughs>